this is Sharon and Amy and we are here to record our third episode of our delightful podcast you are listening to which is called this things I believe I let Amy say that because it's true she does believe in them I enjoyed it it's 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 really my podcast and not yours shit (laughs) we need a different name probably I feel like like we start every episode with you saying something and me going shit um, Shit, I'm on a podcast. Maybe that's what, what we're we doing. Anyway. Um, it's getting spooky out there. It is. It's Halloween. It's getting dark earlier. Uh-huh. There's all kinds of creatures of the night it's nighting also, around. It's getting spooky in here with Sharon's children. Oh, yeah. Um, being spooky little spooks. They are spooky little spooks. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll share a little recording of their them getting ready for Halloween with you. Oh, my goodness, yes. They're, they're very into ghosts right now (laughs) really what a coincidence interesting because our podcast episode i mean i i knew they liked their specific costumes but i didn't realize they liked ghosts they're into ghosts it all started because Mm. they wanted us to be a family of ghosts for halloween Mm. and then they've been reading a lot of books about ghosts not like i mean like picture books like there's i forget what it's called but it's like there's a little witch who lives in a house that's haunted and then Uh she catches all the ghosts and turns them into like curtains and sheets it's ghosts in the house yeah ghosts in the house really cute we love that one too and um, they would like to walk around going, ooh, I'm a ghost, and chasing people. I don't know how you're not convinced that this is real at this point. <laughs> at this because point. where else would they get that? Uh, yeah. yeah. They obviously have seen real ghosts. Yep. So our episode is yeah. about ghosts. Yay. For Halloween. Although ghosts. people have pointed out that almost any of our episodes, any of our topics could be tied into Halloween. But ghosts feel the Halloweeniest of the Halloweens. Yeah, I agree. Of the things that you believe in. I agree. Since you don't believe in, like, monsters or bats that turn into vampires. Right. Although I did want to mention at the start of this show, um, I like having a little bit about, like, other shows we recommend. And I started listening to this one called Wild Thing, and it's a podcast. um, My friend Phil described it as Serial, the podcast, if it were about Bigfoot. Hmm. Um, and then the same day I started listening to it, like two other people brought up Bigfoot or something about Bigfoot. So, so obviously Bigfoot is real. I guess. Cause you also believe, I mean, you don't believe in coincidences. I, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Well, I, <laughs> what it did it really for real make me think is that Bigfoot maybe is going to have a little, a little moment coming up and you know, maybe is having one. Um, and it makes me think about our episode that's forthcoming that'll be about cryptids. Oh, right, which I still yeah. have to, like, look up what that is, but I oh, get, I'm get i pretty sure I don't believe in it. It's, it's exciting. If it has to do with Bigfoot. I like cryptids. I was it's obsessed with Bigfoot. Bigfoot anyway. Yeah. So ghosts. Um, that's oh, what wait, wait, wait. Trying. Before what? that, I forgot to tell you. Um, I had comments on episode one, oh. um, which was that I learned an important lesson about queuing up your YouTube uh, feeds or comments um, before talking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that it would be good if we published a reading list after our episodes, since we always recommend, we always end up talking about books or like other media, because that's what we are. Big nerdy librarian types. Yeah. So one of the things that we could publish after our episodes is whatever media we talk about. Good idea. Um, I did not talk at all last time about the concept of the Ursul, which I think is Jungian. I don't know. I heard about this someplace and it makes a lot of sense to me that like, souls when a person dies go and join up with the great ur soul that like is i guess like a you know like ozone that kind of hangs over everything i don't know i like this idea but i don't know a lot about it so i was trying to look it up 
Well, guess what? It's spelled U R, mm-hmm. or soul. You cannot Google you are. your soul <laughs> anymore and get anything useful because it's all like Justin Timberlake. Like your yeah. soul is fr- bloody blah. Um, also, I'm wondering how lightning creates souls because Frankenstein and Short Circuit both say they do. Those are my episode <laughs> notes on episode. I two. I don't have any episode notes. That's all right. That's okay. Maybe I will next time. Maybe you'll be prepared next time. Maybe. <laughs> uh, would you like to hear about my belief in ghosts? I, I would. I don't believe in them. Oh. Sorry, I don't believe in that's, them. That's weird. But I can talk a little more about my lack of believing in them. Yes. So um, ghosts are real fun to think about. Uh-huh. Um, for me, some ghost media that has impacted me. Mm. The movie Poltergeist, which as a child just absolutely terrified me. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched it maybe like five years ago. It was more like seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't live in this house yet with my husband who had never seen it. And he was like so scared. We oh. couldn't watch it at night and we had to turn it off and watch it the next morning. And I was just like, I'm not scared anymore. And then Aww. I felt sad. Aww. But it's really good about poltergeisty ghosts. Yeah. Um, and also the Dear David story, if nobody has read this whole Twitter oh. thread. Oh, do you not know Dear David? I don't David? think I know about it. All right, well, we'll link to it? Dear David, but it's basically this guy just started on Twitter with this, like, ghost that lives in his apartment, and it's this whole crazy, long, super, super creepy, scary, scary story that, like, Ooh. actually almost made me a little scared. Oh, my and, goodness. Like, I don't believe in it at all. And I don't even know if I believe that he believes in it, right? right. Like it could be, yeah. it could be art, right? Yeah, yeah. Or it could be that he really mm-hmm. does have this going on. Yeah. But it's like the only thing recently that really got me. That and the Jezebel Halloween stories. Oh my god. Those are so. We'll link to all of those. Those, yeah. those are the things that I enjoy ghost wise these oh days. I, um, so I need to see Dear David, but also yeah. that Jezebel thread. Every year it comes out, and every year I'm like, I tell myself, okay, I'm gonna take it easy this year. I'm going to read just a little at a time and I'll stop when I start getting scared. And every year I read so much that I end up sitting there in my chair and like by the time I finally look away from it, I'm so scared that I feel like I'm not really there anymore. See, and I wish that happened to me because the, <laughs> like most things, it doesn't really scare me anymore. The mm-hmm. ones that scare me are the ones that are real where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, and then it turned out the guy I went on a date with was Jeffrey Dahmer or mm, shit are, like yeah. that, right? Or like mm-hmm. someone had actually broken into your house. Those yeah. those ones are those still are a little terrifying. bit scary. Yeah. But the ghost ones, I just don't. Yeah. Like it's not, I kind of wish I believed a little more so I could mm. feel some of that fear. But they are fun. But they are okay. fun. So I will tell you a little bit about what I actually think about ghosts. Por favor. Um, so I think that ghosts of ghosts like many of the things we talk about make a lot of sense in a societal way i think that like the concept that are that that death hangs around in some way mm-hmm. oh um i'll be right back we're gonna pause pa- out of her bed oh. i don't know why or how ghosts. but that's okay i think the ghosts <laughs> the ghosts pushed her definitely um, so I think what I was saying is that it makes a lot of sense that that's where people sort of go, um, in terms of wanting to, I mean, it's the same thing we talked about the last time. Like you want some comfort when people die, you want some mm-hmm. comfort about your future death. It's also a way of explaining a lot of unexplainable things. Mm-hmm. Like yep. I saw a weird thing. I heard a weird thing. I felt mm-hmm. a weird thing. 
a uh, something else, a weird thing. Mm-hmm. A weird thing <laughs> had sex with me while I slept. <laughs> it's I a, a ghost. And what's a, a ghost? Oh, a ghost is kind of anything. I got a story about that. <laughs> uh, uh, and apparently Amy's had sex with a ghost. Not me. Um, and then I read a little bit about some some of the science. I read a little bit about this, the... Um, paranormal science mm. and I read a little bit about what I would call real science oh, oh. whoa what a burn uh, burn sick burn no. and, and there were some interesting things I read so um, do you want to tell me a little bit about your belief before we go into that um, I can um, it's a bit of a twist and the twist is that I and I think I actually said this before I don't actually believe in ghosts in like the Ooh, spooky kind of way. Yeah. Um, right, because the Target costumes don't scare me anymore. Um, as <laughs> I'm of this so year. glad <laughs> to hear that. Um, so I, I have never really professed a belief in ghosts. Um, but, but, and this is a giant butt sticking out to me, um, I'm really scared of them. And I always have been. Like, it was a, it was a pretty crippling fear in my childhood. Um and so I am, so it really does make me think, do, do I believe in them? Like how, if I, if I don't believe in ghosts, why would I fear them? Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Do you hear those creepy children's voices too? Some creepy ghosts. <laughs> My children are disruptive this evening and this podcast will not be edited. <laughs> Again, just in, in case you were In accordance with tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, so, so you don't believe in ghosts. Um, well, I mean, (laughs) I think I don't, like, I, no one, I was never taught that ghosts were real, I was always taught ghosts are imaginary, they're made up, um, but I've just always been really scared of them. Um, Yeah. And, like, when I was a kid, there were, like, rooms that I wouldn't go into by myself because I was so sure I was going to see a ghost. Interesting. Even though no part of my, like, literal brain was, like, this is something to actually worry about. I yeah. just thought I would. And even now, like, even earlier today, I went into a bathroom at work, mm-hmm. and I was like, if I look in that the mirror, ghost of what if I look past. in that? <laughs> the bathroom is fucking haunted. Um, I, but I thought, what if I look in that mirror and I see a face behind me? And just that thought is so scary to me that, like, it takes me a little longer to poop. I don't know. (laughs) So, that's interesting. So there's a little something that believes in something. Right? And, like, well, it makes me wonder about belief. Like, if I'm afraid of something, does that mean that I believe it's real in some way? Well, and when I was a child and was afraid of that stuff, I think, Mm -hmm. like, I don't think I intellectually believed in it, but I think I emotionally at least thought it was possible. Right. Whereas now my whole Mm -hmm. body and brain does not believe in any way that it's at all possible, so thus the fear is gone. So maybe it's not that you believe, but it's that you don't not believe. Yeah, like, maybe it's more like that. Um, I, I do think about, like, and even when I was reading about this um, in researching for this episode, I was thinking, or and I, and I read something that said, like, science cannot prove that there aren't ghosts or something. And I was right. like, yeah, you can't prove that there aren't ghosts, so how do you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's like the big, that's like the big God argument also. Basically, yeah. Like, what if, what if, what if everyone is just, Wrong, or not wrong, but like, what if you've just never personally seen one? I don't know. Yeah. Um, what I do believe in is that um, 
I believe that, so I don't believe in ghosts with like conscious thought and Mm -hmm. feelings and all that, but I do believe that there are like almost like footprints that can get stuck behind with people. But even that I have a hard time with because like I just did this book about cemeteries um, a couple months ago. I, it was like collected hand-drawn maps of cemeteries and I read so much about cemeteries um, preparing for this book and just everything I read, like by the time I finished researching it, I was like, basically there's dead people everywhere. And every like downtown Oakland, Broadway between 17th and 19th or something like that. Um, everything to the east of that used to be the first cemetery in Oakland yeah. or the second cemetery in Oakland. Sorry. And when they opened Mountain View, they said they were going to move all the bodies from there to Mountain View and they didn't. So, and then the caretaker was like, Hey, I don't know how to read or write. So I can't tell you where the, who's buried here. And they just like, there was never any resolution that I saw. So there's just yeah. a bunch of people buried under there is. That the, is like poltergeist. But the, but like that happens all the time. Yeah, no, there are dead people and, everywhere. Not yeah. to mention like the gazillions of years of dead people before right. we put yeah. them in cemeteries. There's just, there's dead people everywhere and people have died everywhere. And like when I think about it that way, it kind of doesn't make sense that there could be any like, that there would be anything sort of left behind and hanging out because it would be why? overwhelming first of all. Well, like why and why one instance of death right. over another? Well, that's sort of my point. Is like yes, yeah. like then wouldn't it just be? Yeah. Oh, we we would just be surrounded constantly. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's more likely that some would be chosen over others to remain, and I don't know why that would happen. Like right. that just kind of doesn't and, make and sense. And who's making that choice? Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I read online that sort of sort of made me go, yeah, right, is um, why are ghosts always clothed if the ghost is the phys- physical manifestation of the soul of a person who has died, why are they wearing clothes? Yeah. Like, where did the clothes come from? Yeah. Were the clothes part of the soul? Did well, that, the right. clothes, like, is it the clothes you died in? Is it your favorite clothes? Is it, like, the clothes that happen? like... How were the clothes yeah. selected? Who wardrobes? Well, ghosts. So, <laughs> statistically, ghosts are one of the most commonly believed in things. So apparently, forty-two yeah, yeah. percent of Americans believe in ghosts. I have seen that, which yeah. is a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Do yeah. you believe in ghosts, listeners? Dear listeners, we're waiting. Tell us. Answer right now. Yeah. Um. So some of the sciencey things I read that I thought were a little bit interesting was that, like, first of all, they talked about this phenomenon that I can't pronounce pareidolia mm-hmm. which basically it says that um, it's the it's our tendency to see faces in random right, images so yeah. it's the whole mm-hmm. like yeah. Jesus and a piece of toast kind of thing yeah so that like when I something is unusual Jesus you, toast you in the morning. face in it right and then also that in studies or in a study uh, participants who have a higher tendency to anthropomorphize in general mm-hmm. so people who are more likely to be like to, mm-hmm. to make things seem human that are not human in right. human or animal uh-huh. are far more likely to believe in ghosts mm-hmm. um, or to have other paranormal beliefs. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I think I read the same article online. You probably did. <laughs> it's a good article about yeah. why people believe in it ghosts. Was, it was good. It's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. pop science. It's, it was interesting. But it's linked to actual studies, which yeah. I like. It was interesting to me that you mentioned comfort because I feel like 
seeing the ghost of a loved one would be like the least comforting thing. Like, because I don't think of a ghost as like the peaceful presence of a spirit. I think of a ghost well, as like... and you you were always afraid of ghosts, but there are definitely people who find them comforting, right? Yeah, but I kind of don't get that. Like, why, what's comforting <laughs> about it? Um, And I... Did you see the movie... Um, ghost? Crim- no. Because <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but that's really uncanny that you brought that up right now because we're talking about ghosts. Um, anyway. Did you see the movie Crimson Peak? No. It was a Guillermo del Toro movie and he's like, his movies are really pretty and stylish yes. and all that. So it's not a spoiler. At the very beginning of the movie, the girl's mother dies, like the first thing that happens. And then um, she says, and that night she came back. And it's like right after the girl's, the, the mother's funeral and the girl's laying in bed, she's all terrified. And this ghost starts coming down the hallway toward her, but it's like a black steaming skeleton in a fancy dress. And that does not sound appealing. Well, and then it <laughs> bends over her and it whispers, my child, beware of Crimson Peak. And I was like, no, wait just a gosh darn minute here. Yeah, that's not pleasant. Why would you come back to your child as a black steaming skeleton to warn them about the, like, if you... No, just come back as a nice mommy <laughs> and be like, that's honey, like, I miss you. Yeah. And be careful about like, this Crimson Peak. I gotta peak. tell you, Crimson Here's peak, a little more info. You might want to stay away sometime in the future. It's going to be a thing. Um, yeah, I would do that, but I wouldn't come back as like the most terrifying version of myself possible. It doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. I liked this quote that basically says, when people try to make sense of, uh, I can just read it. What we have is people trying to make sense of something that to them seems inexplicable. Mm -hmm. So you get the misinterpretation of noises or visual effects that Mm -hmm. do have a normal explanation, but not one that people can think of. So they assume if they cannot explain something in natural terms, it must be paranormal. Yeah. I was thinking about, like, I'm fascinated with, um, this will not be on our podcast because thankfully Amy does not believe in this, the uh, flat earth society and people who believe <laughs> the earth is flat. And I really have like dug deep into their communities because I'm just mm. so fascinated. And what I've mostly seen is that it's people who don't understand the science. Mm-hmm. I mean, not entirely, but it's basically a lot of people who don't understand the science. Yeah. And so because they don't understand science and they're either not very well educated, but I think in many cases not very um, mm-hmm. bright, mm-hmm. they they have to explain it differently. Like to them, like some of their literal like reasons that they believe in this is because like water would fall off if the earth was mm-hmm. round. Yeah. Or like, hey, or like you would see the curve of the horizon yeah and so it's just like a lack of concepts like a lack of understanding of these very basic concepts so the ghost Uh thing is like i'm not saying people are that dumb because they believe in ghosts but it's the same idea that like right you don't understand for example the way a night terror can lead to auditory hallucinations so Mm -hmm. what you feel is like i woke up in the middle of the night and i heard someone whispering my name Mm -hmm. and your only explanation for that is something paranormal because you don't you don't really know that the brain can just do that. Mm-hmm. And I also always think that there's like so much more science has to learn that there are plenty of mm-hmm. things that none of us understand yet, but that is actually probably something that our body is just doing that we don't know about yet. Yeah. And I think that, I think that probably explains a lot of the ghost thing. Um, there, I have, I have had one paranormal experience that I would say, and it does kind of fit with my accepted definition of ghosts for myself. Um, and it was actually very, very sweet. So I just contradicted myself when I was like, that's not comforting. <laughs> but um, but this, well, share, it kind please. of was. 
So I had this cat named Tubby years ago oh, who was tubs. so sweet. He was the best little kitty. I liked that cat. Yeah. And um and Wolf, who was also also has since died. Um it was best friends with Tubby. Um so I had to put Tubby to sleep and Wolf was like, Wolf, that cat grieved so hard, he never pooped in the litter box again. The rest of his life he pooped next to the litter box. <laughs> and it started for a cat owner. And it started the week that Tubby died yeah. and just never changed. And yeah, I was like, I understand, little buddy. I yeah. kinda wanna poop on the floor too. But um And you did. And I no, I did um I did. But um so a few weeks after I put Tubby down, um, so while, while Tubby was alive, there was a corner of the living room. This was my old studio apartment on Haight Street in uh-huh. San Francisco. Yep. And there was a corner of the little living room where Tubby really liked to pee. Um, and I had to like put tinfoil on the spot to get him to stop peeing in that spot. Because yep. <laughs> um, he was really dedicated to it. He, like, he loved it. Anyway, a few weeks after I put Tubby to sleep, um, Wolf and I were laying on the couch and then out of absolutely nowhere, I heard Tubby's voice from that corner, like loud, like not, what was that? It was it kind of sound, it was like very, very loud. And yeah. he had a really distinct voice and meow. Um, and I like, it startled me and I sat straight up and then I looked over at Wolf and he was also staring at the spot in the corner. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, well, Disprove my, that. Yeah. My <laughs> only weird experience was when I was in high school and I was driving with my, then, my best friend at the time and we were in the back seat of her mom's car. Mm-hmm. Maybe we weren't even in high school yet, but I think it was early high school. Mm-hmm. And we were driving down one of the many sort of country-ish roads in the town we lived in. And there was like this one house that had this super, super, super long drive. There were a lot of houses like this, but it had a super, super long driveway and the house in the back. And like she and I both saw this like old timey looking man and woman with a horse and buggy in like this, almost like you were looking at a sepia tone photo. Like sepia toned and kind of clear. Wow. And it was kind of like dusk and we both were like, did you see that? And then like, we were convinced it was a ghost at the time. Whoa. Um, Well, now what do you think? And now, I I honestly don't know, right? I don't know if it was like something about peer pressure and we both just saw something and one of us said it was that and the other one was like, yeah, it was that. Like that kind of shared storytelling. Yeah. Like, we talk about, like, now we know from the science of eyewitness reporting how much people don't mm. actually see. Right. And, like, how wrong they mm-hmm. are about what they've seen when it's right in front of them. Yeah. Or we saw something that, like, was not sepia-toned and old-timey, but we glanced at it in dusk uh-huh. from the corner of our eye, and it was a decoration, or it was a picture, or it was actually people standing there, and yeah. our brains just did something weird. I don't know. Huh. It was a long time ago. It that would also fit with my um, with my definition, though. Just that, like, I don't. I think that if there are ghosts, they aren't like they aren't trying to interact with you. They're yeah, just they're just doing their they're like thing. footprints. So that I are stuck. I found this like seven different types of ghosts. Oh, did you see this? So maybe we can go through those. Yeah, okay. Quickly and see what we think about each of them. Sure. Um. Okay, so the first one is called the interactive personality. Ooh. The most common of all ghosts. This is based on a paranormal researchers' research. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so okay, science. <laughs> so the interactive ghost personality—it's someone you know, a family member, or maybe a historical friend figure they can be friendly they don't mm-hmm. have to be and they show themselves in a variety of ways they become visible they can speak or make, make noises touch you emit an odor to let you know they're there <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> <laughs> this is perfume or cigar smoke i can think of a lot of good odors yeah um it retains its former experts say uh-huh. this type of ghost retains its former personality of when they were alive and feels emotions so they're visiting to tell you something or comfort you right um, so if you happen to see a lost loved one, this is probably hmm. um, what it is, the interactive personality. So that's sort of like even the ghost skeleton who came to tell the yeah. child something. Yeah. So that's the very much like my mommy came to me at night. Yeah. I smelled mm-hmm. her perfume and then I suddenly understood that I was supposed to pack bologna for lunch the next day. My child is going to get some messages about Brussels sprouts. <laughs> exactly. So that's one. <laughs> I think it seems to me like neither of us really believe in that version of ghosts. No, I don't think so. The next one is the ectoplasm or ectomist. Oh my god, I love it. So, uh, have you ever seen a mist or fog that almost looks like it's swirling? No. Oh. Never. Well, if so, you may be witnessing what paranormal investigators deem as an ectomist or ghostly mist. Mm -hmm. So it's a cloud of vapor appearing off the ground and it can move swiftly or stay still like it's orbiting. I've seen pictures of this. This is the one that ghost hunting. Yeah, so this is the these are the pictures you see where it's just like the white or black lingering Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Sometimes they might appear becoming full bodied apparitions and a lot of people see them outside in graveyards, battlefields Mm -hmm. and historical sites. Mm -hmm. So that may be, yeah, so that's a little yeah. murkier. Yeah, I mean, like a misty manifestation to like a battlefield or something. Um, I don't personally believe that it makes sense for ghosts to hang out in graveyards because... That's just where your body that's is. That's where your body is. Like, why are you're not attached to your body anymore. That's the whole point. Exactly. You can be anywhere. You're probably going to be somewhere that had significant, like emotional resonance yeah. unless they're hanging out with their other dead friends but, but then why are they there still yeah and like if they didn't know each other i don't know why would you mm-hmm. why why be in the graveyard go to a cafe yeah um yeah yeah okay three three is the poltergeist yeah um so that one it actually means noisy ghost so they can move and knock things over which is the mm-hmm. difference between them and the friendly what's that other one called yeah the interactive personality fluffy bug um um yeah so mm-hmm. that's the like you've got it's one of the rarest yeah form of hauntings mm-hmm. but scary mm-hmm. um and they can like Sometimes it can be harmless, but sometimes it can be get worse and worse and worse and become mm-hmm. very evil. Um, mm. Some experts explain it as a mass form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. Wow. Interesting. Which, frankly, doesn't make any further sense than it being a ghost, but <laughs> I almost believe that more in yeah. the, like, I could picture science not yet understanding how our brains could do that. Right. <laughs> more yeah. so than I can picture a dead person coming back and, like, yeah. rattling chains in my house. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, four. The orb. They're okay. the most photographed type. They're a translucent ball of light hovering over the ground. They're dust notes. Some might call that a sunspot or a piece of dust <laughs> on someone's cap. Yeah. They're a soul of a human or an animal that has died and is traveling from one place to another. Mm. Um. So. Yeah. yeah, those I don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's just uh, silliness. Yeah. Funnel ghosts. 
What? I just—it makes me think of funnel cake. Me too. I don't. I don't. Ah. So, um, it's also—it's frequently associated with a cold spot, and it's like a swirling funnel. Oh. And they believe that they are loved ones returning for a visit or a formal resident of a home. They can look like a wisp of light or a swirling spiral of light on photographs or on video. Wow, that's kind of cool. I might have to look up. See if we can find a funnel ghost. Funnel ghost. And oh, is that it? I just have the five. So those are the five. The other two magically disappeared. Well, there's there. I saw that there were supposed to be seven types, but oh. I couldn't find the whole list of mm, seven, so I found okay. those five. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know. I this thing about this whole thing about like does fear mean you believe something? It's got me more creeped out than usual right now because. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of implications with our country yes. the way it currently is and how fear tends to link to people's belief centers and belief yep. systems faster than just about anything. Yep. The book that I was telling you about earlier today that I would highly recommend people read is um, Sabrina by right. Nick. I did not look up how to pronounce his name. It's D-R-N-A-S-O, Dronasso. Um, and it is about a horrific act of act of violence that is captured on film and distributed to some media centers and then it's about the fallout on the lives of the people who are sort of impacted both near and far from the person in the video um and it is a lot about um false flag claims and people saying i don't believe this ever happened there's a lot in about sandy hook and how people there there's a significant community of people who came out and said this never happened those kids never existed this, the parents made them up they're actors um this was all staged and like no evidence they're just no um, it's a lot of the same the yeah. flat earth people also have a lot of the mm-hmm. same yeah um, it a lot of that goes together is sort yeah. of the point it's like all it, sort of conspiracy stuff and it is genuinely terrifying yes. to me. Like yes. that to me is almost the scarier part. And I think, but this is something I'm doing too, because I like have my logical sense of what ghosts may and may not be. But well, also I just don't know for sure. Cause I don't have the answer for everything, but also like I have what my sort of feelings tell me yeah. and what do I, who's the arbiter bar arbitrator? Arbiter. That would have sounded really smart <laughs> if I had stuck that landing. Well, yeah. We don't oh, well. want to sound that smart. No. Because it not. would be a yeah. false flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so anyway, um, so that book, like, that's that's the scary, that's the scariest part of it is all this stuff about, like, people believing or not believing what they've seen or not seen but heard about and the actions they take as a result of what they believe. Yeah. And that also is very terrifying right now with this um, caravan of people moving across Mexico from Honduras. And there's, I guess, another caravan from Guatemala that's joining them. And it's getting used as this election, like, chisel to just sort of... It's really just about like piling up fear again yeah and And if i can make you afraid you're gonna vote for whatever i tell you to vote for and it's all and yeah and it's very easy to do because it's easy to make people make people afraid yep it's easy to confuse people Mm -hmm. it's 
hard these days. I mean, as librarians, half of our work is like helping mm-hmm. people figure out how to figure out what's real and what isn't, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just listened to... And it's not easy for us. No. no. Yeah. I just listened to... Uh, was it This American Life episode? No. Mm. It was... No. Yes. Gosh, I've been listening to too many podcasts. <laughs> so This American Life episode about the um, really terrible gang in um, Long Island, New York mm-hmm. that Trump keeps like bringing out mm. to use as like yeah to, to you know talk about how horrible immigrants are mm-hmm. and how he is like congratulating the police officers all the, and, and yeah. the police department and then like this deep dive into what's like actually been going on there mm-hmm. and interesting and, no, I want to listen to that. Yes, I'll add it to this list. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're getting very off topic from this, <laughs> but uh, although it, the story did involve, unfortunately, many dead people. It's called The Runaways. Mm. The episode was called The Runaways, Okay. I think. Um, mm. I'll find it. Anyway, it's sort of just, it's all about playing on fear, Yeah. right? And it's about like someone in power can say a thing mm-hmm. and you believe it. Yep. And, I mean, I just watched a, um, whatever. It's like cults. Mm-hmm. It's like everything. I'm also watching yeah. Six Feet Under these days, which it ties in very nicely to my obsession uh, with grief and death ooh, and this podcast. I've never seen it. Um, I hadn't. So I've mm. just started season four out of five. I highly recommend mm. it if you haven't seen it if, if, for exploring yeah. all kinds of things around grief and death and coping and mm. family and communication and yeah. relationships. Yeah. Um, it's pretty intense. Mm. Um. And there was, I mean, it's ridiculous to say I'm not going to spoil it because it's 15 years old, but I will not spoil. Yeah. Yeah. There was just, there was something that surprised me because it hadn't been spoiled for me and I didn't know it was coming. That hit pretty close to home. It was very intense at the end of the last season. Oh boy. Um, But there is also just a lot of talk about what happens after death and and like the whole premise of the show is the father who runs the funeral home dies and so the son comes and Mm. starts helping with his brother and the dead father it remains a figure through the whole series just like appearing and talking to them and huh. and interesting um but it doesn't ever feel like a ghost it always feels like it's their right their yeah their internal dialogue but they're using mm-hmm. the, their memory of their father and what he might have said to, to process things yeah and for the first couple of seasons every episode starts with someone dying in some way and then that person is in the funeral home mm-hmm. um yeah and often it ties into the stories going on in their lives but the first um, couple of seasons, that person almost always sh- then is showing up and, and interacting with mm. one or several of the characters. Oh. And like something about the way they died is tying into something about the way the character is living and like yeah. forcing them to realize things. And I, hmm. that's like an interesting way for me to think about ghosts yeah. in a sort of psychological way, right? Where mm-hmm. it's, you can, you can utilize your memory or your knowledge mm-hmm. of someone who has passed away as a sort of um useful almost person to talk to or person to yeah. mm-hmm. think about your life against and mm. it's relatively safe because they are dead right yeah and yeah. um hmm. but interesting that's that's the kind of the same way of saying like somebody's memory is the same as their soul. Like my yeah. memory of someone who's passed away is kind of yeah. like their soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. Like if like the ghosts of people who have passed live within me in a way mm-hmm. 
in that I utilize them and think of them and talk to them as if they were alive and even mm-hmm. right. I don't have a conversation, right? They're not really talking back, but I'm imagining what they might say back and I'm using yeah. things I know about them from their lives to help me through things. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's hmm. a ghost. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And I do think that there's like maybe something in individuals that's more receptive to like the kind of whatever the presence is of a, of a ghost. Yeah. But that almost makes me feel skeptical too, because I I had this realization like a year or two ago when I was reading that Jezebel thread mm-hmm. that was like, you know, I'm however many years old I am now and I've never seen a ghost. And like, if they wanted to like catch someone who could be convinced Right. Pretty easily. That's <laughs> how I feel about like, God. But it yes. wouldn't be hard no. to tip me over that that edge. Yeah. Yep. And yet it's never happened. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah. So then I was like, well, then I don't. I'm. I don't know. Um, I will tell you. I love haunting stories, and stories of haunted places, and like stories about haunted things. Me too. They're just so interesting, even though they do scare me. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so my sex with a ghost story. Is oh, yeah. Actually. And maybe this is what we should end on because I realized that we've been talking a lot. <laughs> we have been. And I'm um, hungry. But it's it's not actually a story of me. Um, but a couple of years uh, ago I went to... I don't want to hear. No, it's good. Um, a couple of years ago I went to Death Salon in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. And that's... Um, it was, I don't know, founded or coordinated or something by our favorite author, Caitlin Doty. Um, and she had on there another... Um, author who is wonderful named Paul Kudinaris and he Milgush was there too she can um, she can corroborate this um, he told he gave a like PowerPoint lecture on sex with ghosts in history and instances what? of like historical so sex jealous. with ghosts and it was really really good <laughs> I'm gonna look up yeah. some ghost sex stories I wonder if there's like ghost porn I'm sure there is. Wasn't didn't Pink say she had sex with the ghost? I don't know. At some point, I think some pop star did, and I think it may have been Pink. Okay. But anyway, apparently there's one particular ghost in like Renaissance Italy who everyone everyone, everyone. claimed to have had sex with at some point. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. And yeah, Paul Cudinaris had this whole story. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. It was so good. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. Anything else? Um. I think that's it. Oh my God! Someone's walking in the door. It's a ghost. Oh, it's your husband. <laughs> Why do ghosts wear white scary. sheets and say "woo"? That is a really good question too. For um, next time. Yeah, maybe not for next time because it's kind of better just to think about it. Okay. Um, you can ponder that. Also, I really thought I was gonna get you in a jump scare today in your office, and, and you then didn't. you were just like, no. and and then I was gonna be like, so because you had this fear in this moment. Does this mean that you had some belief too? <laughs> and instead I was like... And then you were like, oh, hello, Kleenex on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I see you floating over there. Yeah. Forsooth and wither. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I was like, okay, that was a pretty non-believery reaction. <laughs> <laughs> really? I know. I'm, I was kind of pleased Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, if you haven't seen that video, you can check our Instagram or Facebook page. I tried. Hashtag Team Amy. And, I tried. Yeah. And uh, we will get this episode up probably tonight. And um, we will also put together a list of some of these things we talked about that I've been writing down in terms Yay. of various medias. That's right. 
And happy Halloween. Ooh. If it's scary, why are you happy about it? <laughs>